Today, we're going to dive into an investment deck going over ESG, that's environmental, social, and corporate governance. We're going to go over our seven tips to a successful investment deck. All of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. With me today, Dr. David Kunick, UCS Advisors. Dr. David, thanks again for being on the Talking Hedge. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. It's always a pleasure being here, my friend. Likewise. All right, let's uh, dive into this deck here. Um, it's an ESG deck. It's an investment deck. Uh, mind you that this is not financial advice. Um this is only entertainment, right? So this is oh, not yeah. an offering. We're just reviewing this deck. So we've got our seven tips to a successful investment deck. At the end, we're going to uh, tally that up and kind of see where we're at on this score. Uh, so just jumping right into it. This is uh, Regenibus uh, ESG. That's excellence for cannabis in the global uh, cannabis and hip industry. They don't have any contact information. Is there anything you want to suggest on slide one? Uh, definitely. Uh, uh contact information, but also to uh, be mindful. He says November, 2022. It's almost March, 2023. To be That's fair, to be fair, I've had this for a while. Okay. never mind then. Uh, yeah. That, But just for everyone listening and for all the listeners, just be careful of the date on your deck because if it's more than 90 days old, some investors won't even look at it. Yeah. I got this uh, during MJ BizCon and everyone in the world's been busy. So we're finally getting to it. But yeah, you, said no timing, just, you said just, the timing was right. The audience. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good call. Uh, so disclaimer, uh, we mentioned the last time that they didn't have one. They've got one. So this is telling you this is not uh, an offer of sale or, or whatever, um, or actually more than that. So anyways, you can just have a legal disclaimer. <laughs> they have one and that's what's most important. And they put it on the second page, which is what I'm a stickler for. Some people put it at the very end. I see no, put it on the second page just so it's right there. Get it done and out of the way. Yep. All right. So uh, they they got this title, Why Invest in uh, Regenibus. Uh, the title should be maybe changed, in my opinion, to uh, what it is or what the solution is, because they talk about the the problem statement is the planet's in crisis. So with increasing climate disruption, social injustice, humanity all at the crossroads, we all have a choice. That sounds more like a problem statement than why invest. The why invest should be at the very end. Um, I agree. And also, too, for people that aren't very familiar with ESG, uh, take a second, talk about it right away. Mm -hmm. And and that's a very, very bold statement. Our planet is in crisis. Wait, am I investing in global something for global warming? Am I, am I, am I investing something that's more about for, for recycling? Um, like, that's a very, like, it's such a broad statement. I'm like, oof. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So we talking, we're getting into professional services, uh, that there's three integrated go-to-market verticals about technology, advisory, and convening, and uh, that ESG is going to provide that script from which a company's sustainability and brand narratives can be drawn to help companies deliver strategic financial and operational goals. Um, I mean, my, my my feedback on this, this is just more of, once again, they kind of jumped right into things a little bit without getting too much of a background right away. Um, I think the slide is actually a decent slide. Just once again, talk a little bit more about ESG, give a little bit more background really quick. Um, 
However, though, this deck might be uh, catered towards people that really understand that ESG sector and that really understand it in the canvas sector already. So it could be a very custom made deck. I, we just don't know that. Mm -hmm. All right. Challenges. So in, um, ESG is converging of key drivers. That's uh, rising climate litigation, non-financial data being materialized, changing consumer attitudes and increasing regulation. Do you want me to go first here, Josh? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for our listeners and for our audience, um, great informational slide. Um, though something that Josh and I talked about before, where do you want the viewer's eyes to go first? There's no uh, color contrast. There's no, hey, uh, top four key drivers, maybe one, two, three, four. Um, so it's a very powerful slide, but it doesn't really bring the audiences or the viewers eyes on where I should start and what I should really focus on in the beginning. And that'd be my constructive criticism for this is that once again, when you're giving a pitch deck, it tells a story and you need to command the viewer on how to read it accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My eyes kind of work in like a backward Z. So like it's top left. So if you're looking at a check, for example, I always look at like the name and address first and the signature last. So then I look left to right and then down and then over again. And that's kind of how I think maybe a lot of people, I don't know, at least that's how I look. So in terms of like visual layout, I might want to yeah. Yeah, look at something like that. All right. Um, so looking at uh, ESG compliance reporting. Uh, so this is kind of the um, the slide that he's putting in there for proof of concept. Like this is the importance of it. Uh, I, and and I understand as someone that's a professional investor relations advisor, I get where they're trying to go at this point. But as someone who's an investor, um, unfortunately, this once again, you're telling a story. Great. You're saying there's a need. You know, treat me like a third grader. Hey, you know, yeah, even the, the SEC is requiring this now. Here's an example. Boom. You know, just one or two extra sentences could go a long way on this slide. So it actually makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. uh, back to data capture compliance. That's challenging. So they're talking about education guidance standardization as kind of the solution, I guess. Um, I agree once again, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here. It's give me maybe uh, another sentence or two. Give me something that that's, uh, or what's the word I'm looking for a conjunct, a conjunctive, a conjunctive statement mm -hmm. to help bring everything together. Um, you know, for anyone that's looking at your deck, you, you want it. It's almost like you're teasing them where they want you to get them on the phone. People forget 90% of the time you'll never present your deck and from the investor in the beginning, they're going to read it. All right. They're going to read this, this small deck. And then if they're interested, they're going to get on the phone with you. They're going to review your business plan, your marketing plan. Um, this, this makes the investor, okay, what am I really doing here? What are we trying to, where are we trying to accomplish? It's, there's a lot of thinking and then I'm losing my momentum to go through your deck. And the other thing is too, a lot of investors on your investor pitch deck, they only want to spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes on it, maybe 20 minutes max. Say, okay, hey, this is of interest to me. I want to learn more. So that's a little food for thought. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I think they should have led with this in the very beginning, talking about how the cannabis industry lacks that meaningful regulatory infrastructure resulting in a sea of ambiguity. That's kind of a problem statement. And then here's the solution or whatever. Uh, and they get into it. 
because we're on slide eight. I think we got to wait till slide 12 to where we really get into the meat and potatoes of what this deck actually is. Yep. So now we're talking about the opportunities. Slide 10 is talking about a performance ESG that's driving business brand value and creating that value in five ways. That's access to capital, risk mitigation, social licensing, new client customer acquisition, and then recruiting and retaining talent. So finally getting into some, uh, some important information about the, the benefits to this. Exactly. It's just, um, I mean, if I want to be really, really particular, um, I think they could have laid this out a little bit better, have a little bit more uh, catching to the eye a little bit. Um, maybe some uh, color contrast. Um, you know, my question is, if you're looking at the deck for the very first time, are they going to address all five of these topics in the rest of the deck right now? And we're going to soon find out, aren't we? We are. The solution. Um, th this is probably the best slide in terms of talking about what they're doing, in my opinion. Uh, the first ever RegTech B2B SaaS platform for ESG compliance and sustainability. That's what you got to lead with. I, I got to wait till slide 12 to even know what we're talking about. I, I, I'm. If you can see, I'm smiling right now because literally... We went through so many things where I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm a little lost. I'm a little confused. I'm thinking too much. And then all of a sudden we get to slide 12 and it's wait, wait, this makes complete sense. I wish you put this on like slide three or four pretty much yeah. Yeah. like because now you're really laying the foundation because and for all the listeners here and for our audience, remember your pitch deck is supposed to tell a story. All right. And a piece of advice we give all our clients here at UCS Advisors is give your deck to a friend or to a loved one that knows nothing about your business and then ask them some basic questions. What does our business do? How much money are we raising? What's our path to profitability? And they should be able to answer these questions just from your deck. If not, then it's not really telling a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get into slide 13 and talks about how ESG is made simple in four phases of planning, implementing, engaging, and then reporting. Yeah, don't. Th I thought the slide was fine. Um, once again, it's a little confusing the order of everything because we, we were hoping that you talked about uh, the five ways to, to build brand value creation, but you're not really going over those five right now. You're kind of skipping around a little bit, um, which is a little confusing. But I mean, the slide's good overall, just it, it doesn't flow with the story. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? There's in, there's good info. I think it could be laid out better. And like you said, it, the, the story could be laid out better. The The data is there. The information is there. It's interesting. It could just be um, done better. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get into a, a lot of words on this slide about the cloud-based platform. <laughs> um, I, I think maybe some imagery could, could be used here to – because, I mean, this is just too many words. Just <laughs> – that's it. Uh, so we are being a dead horse here, but if we notice, there's a an over an over uh, a repeat a repeat of pattern here. One, where are my eyes going? Lack of color contrast. Maybe a little less words. And once again, the story's just jumping around so much. Like it's we're going to the left, we're going to the right, two steps forward, two steps back. You know, which direction am I going in? Um, so as a investor. I, I'm just, my, my brain's going in different directions where at the point it's like, okay. And this is how a lot of investors think, especially investors that are looking at deals nonstop. 
it's okay. This is way too confusing. I'm on slide 14. You know what? How much time am I really going to spend on this? Let's move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to avoid. Because remember, your investor pitch deck is almost a teaser for that investor to say, hmm, that's really interesting. I would like to learn more. I would like to get more information. And that's what you, you really want to lead the investor to with a deck like this. Yeah. And you might get this too, Dr. David, when somebody uh, has rebuttals and says, well, when I present it, I present it in such a way that there is a story, blah, blah, blah. When the reality is, is that's probably not the decision maker. That's just a gatekeeper. And so you have to be able to have a deck that pretty much tells a story uh, in in a way where um, you don't have to do it yourself. Exactly. And that goes back to what we were just saying a few minutes ago, like 90% of the time, you'll never present your investor pitch deck in front of someone. Mm-hmm. You right, know, right. people forget that. That's why it tells a story. That's why you shouldn't need an NDA for your investor pitch deck because mm-hmm. you're not giving anything out proprietary. It's just a teaser. Yeah. And I think they could get a lot of these words in, in this infographic and just kind of point and say, uh, this is the configurability. This is mobile. This is the report dashboard. And then just get rid of all those other words. So that's one example. Yep. Well, well said. Uh, creating the de facto. Uh, you, oh, so uh, you, you already did 15 then, right? Yeah, I just so skipped referring to? Yeah, okay, just making sure we're on the yeah. same page. Okay. Yeah. Um, the de facto ESG standards for the cannabis industry. This is probably the solution statement, um, you know, where they could kind of get into how to really use this and the functionality or the benefits to it. Um, but again, we're, yeah, we're beating a dead horse on where to look and um, lack of priority in, in the in the vision and creation. Exactly. And there's a lot of information on this page, like a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the most important aspect, you know, yeah. of the slide is really need to be two slides. I mean, I know we're on slide 16 already, so we're starting to get a little long, but it's just kind of food for thought. Yep. All right. Return on investment. So here's the benefits. Finally, you know, slide 17. A, a deck really shouldn't even be this long. You should try to keep a deck within 15, I think. Um, all decks are different, whatever, but uh, we're getting a little lengthy here. I, and I agree. And, and there's some investors that we work with. They go, they get eight pages max. Mm. And, that, and one of those pages is a, is a disclaimer page. Like, <laughs> so like literally it's like, you got to really make it very, very tight and niche. Um, and I agree with you. And, and then here for the ROI, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm looked at this and, and I mean, I read this slide three times and I'm still like, okay, I still don't fully get, is this my ROI for the company uh, that they're helping? Or is this the ROI for me, the investor? And it's just the benefits of ESG. That's how I read it. Um, and yeah, we, we might all be wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But once again, this comes down to you have to be clear, concise mm-hmm. with your message. Right. Um, so, uh, an analogy we use here is that we want to be like a three foot putt. You want to be laser focused. Mm-hmm. And usually people say, oh, but I'm working on so many other different things. Yes, I know. But remember, this is just the investor pitch deck. Like, mm-hmm. Josh, if, you, if you're the investor and I got your attention and you're like, hey, Let's book a half hour, 40 minute call. Then I'm going to tell you, Josh, all the other details to it. Yeah. You know, once again, you're kind of giving a, a cliff note version. You're giving like a high level view. Right. And I think this is a third benefit slide we've seen. So you just need one. Yep. Again, four phase approach. This is the second time we've seen this slide. Pick one. Like if you, it's the same thing. 
Well, that or like when I saw this, I'm like, wait, is this a different four phase approach for a different aspect? Like, once again, be very careful of your words. Okay. Kind of like, you know, we say, oh, I, I have a cannabis license. Well, no, is it adult use or is it for medical? You know, is it a micro license or is it, you know, for full cult of like full cultivation? You have to be very specific with your words in cannabis, particularly. It words seems like thing here, like you, you're going to say our four phase approach. And that was like five slides ago. So is this is a different four phase approach or is it the same one? Like it's, I don't want to go back and forth as an investor. I'm not, that's, that's wasting my time. Yeah. I, I have, um, I create stuff and I'm like, I want to use both of them. You know, and I feel like this is one of those where he's like, I like these slides. I'm going to use both of them. You know, you got, you got to pick one. Yeah. You have a good point there. Getting to the ask finally. Um, looks like two and a half million for a $25 million valuation. And that's, that's pre-revenue. So 10%. And um, I'm not really sure what, what they're going to use the funds for, but they do have some projected financials. Anything you want to say about these two slides? Um, I mean, for the, for the 2.5, I'd love to see maybe, maybe a little more information why they give themselves a $25 million value, pre-money valuation. When they said we've self-funded to date, I wonder how much they've self-funded. Um, you know, if you're setting aside a 500K blo uh, block for non-credit investors, like even the path to ROI, I mean, I see the projected financials and right off the bat on slide 21, how are you going from 972,000 to over mm. four, to 4.4 million? I mean, you're, you're talking at over a, uh, was it over a 400% increase right there, roughly almost, or 300% increase? Huge increase in 2023 and then, and then it levels off. So why the, why the spike in one year? And then, so yeah, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. But I mean, I appreciate them doing that, but this is where, um, and for everyone listening, if you're going to have such a big change, put a little note on the bottom mm -hmm. talking why, why that, why that is, you know, or you can always put like a little note on the bottom, say, Hey, um, full projected financials available upon requests. You know, it's one of those little uh, tricks where you can always just put on the side a little note on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, okay. a little asterisk there. Uh, and then traction, man, this should have been at the very, very beginning. That's crazy out of place. I, yes. And also, too, you know, you could lay the slide out better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. and, and, I, and ironically, you know, I, I, I know nature's key. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I know some of the people that, that they're mentioning too on this as well too, but I agree this should have been much earlier on. This would uh, paint a lot clearer picture, but also too, which way are you reading this? What's the biggest traction? What are you most proud of? So, I mean, there's a lot of questions to this. Yeah. And yeah, they've got strategic partnerships too. I think with Flora Growth and some of these um, bigger firms that are, that are in Canada and I didn't really see anything about it. Um, but we get into management teams. So they do talk about uh, who's there in, in management. Um, anything you want to touch on that? Um, I think what is really interesting is Kelly here. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting how she, uh, she, um, you know, the, the, the head fund that she's managing, um, you know, I just, my, my question here is management team, um, how they plan to use their background to really make this a reality. Um, and the other thing is too, uh, 
and I think it's probably more on the business plan, but I don't feel this deck really showed what the true business model is. And I still have questions on what the actual business model is. I understand the need for the service or how they're really implementing this or how they're really showing this or rolling out this platform. And that's kind of my, my thought on it. Yeah, there is, there is a revenue projections, but no revenue model. Well said, very well said. Uh, it talks about uh, ESG XL, game changer for the cannabis industry, um, for all stakeholders, for all humanity. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, they have the contact information. Um, if you're going to use words like game changer, uh, be consistent with your theme. You should have been using the word game changer throughout the deck. You know, your very last page is kind of the repeat of your mission statement repeat of maybe your slogan or your motto um because josh correct me if i'm wrong but did you hear the word game changer used multiple times earlier in the deck i think that was the one and only time yes that's where as a investor it's confusing once again i'm not thinking as much as i should have. this is a very i i understand esg enough to get in, in trouble we have some other clients doing it um but once again what's the business revenue model What's the path to profitability? Um, and I think, Josh, you and I would both have a much different reaction to this deck if the story was laid out differently. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So let's get down to the seven tips of a successful investment deck. Number one, are they going to identify the business plan goals? Number two, do they know the audience? Three, will they understand the market? Four, did they identify needs and roadblocks? Five, do they know what sets the business apart? Six, did they introduce the team and products? And number seven, did they create a summary with a call to action? Uh, so let's kind of just dive into that. Number one, Dr. David, do you think that they identified the business plan goals based out of a score of one? You can give me fractional if you want. Um, what do you think? I'm going to give them a 0.5 on that. Okay. Um, if the, it, it did, it just didn't do it in a very uh, thorough way. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be generous and give them 0.5 because I still don't know what their rev. I know that they want to do ESG. I just don't know what the revenue model is. So, yeah, that's a missing point. What about knowing the audience? I, I unfortunately, I have to give a zero on that. OK, mainly only to the fact that they assume the audience knew everything about ESG. Um, they assume they knew the demand for ESG in the campus industry. Um I don't really think they identified uh, or catered really to the audience properly on this. Yeah, I'm going to say they kind of missed out on um, investor audience uh, slides and, and kind of targeting them a little bit more. I think um, they could have done that better. In terms of understanding the market, I feel like they know that ESG is important. So I'm going to give them one point for understanding the market. I'll give them a full point. How about you? Uh, for understanding the market, yeah, I do agree with you, and I give a full point for that. Needs and roadblocks. I, I didn't see anything. Um, I have to give them a zero on that. Um, the only reason why I'm going to give them a point two five is because they mentioned four phases twice, and I know there was something in there about maybe the roadblocks, but I just didn't make it wasn't very clear and concise. But I know something's in there, just wasn't very wasn't portrayed very well. So I'll give them a point two five on that. Okay, I'll match you on that one. Uh, and then diversification, do they know what sets their business apart? Did they do a good job explaining that? Um, I have to give a zero, unfortunately, for that part. I just, no. 
I didn't see, I do too, unfortunately, because it's so easy to, to say, hey, we have, you know, um, Curly for um, any other strategic partner that they've got. They could have said, we have these companies that are on board. They're going to help us that um, this is what's setting us up apart is these, these big players are, are involved. And they didn't mention any competitor or any strategic partner. So Gaga no. was zero. Yep. Um, they did mention what they... They did mention the team. Um, I'm still not sure what the revenue model is, so I'll give them three quarters of a point because the product is still a mystery. Um, I'll match on that. You know, especially my big thing is too. How does that manager team's background apply to ESG? And I don't think they did a very good job showing that mm. on how their skills overlap and actually uh, would benefit here for this. Mm -hmm. Um, they included financials. I got to give them credit for that. Most that I see don't. Um, there was information at the very end. You know, they they try to throw out some buzzwords and they they attempted. So I got to give them a, a full point on summary with a call to action, even though it should be improved upon. I'll give them a full point. Um, that one I will give them a full point. Um, reluctantly, um, if I were to look at this very black and white, technically they did it. So I'll give them a one. Okay. All in all, this is uh, based out of seven points. They got 3.6. That's a 52%. That's kind of on par with uh, some of the grading that we do here, but it is a learning experience if they decide to watch it and take our advice. If not, plenty of other people do. And uh, if anybody wants to learn more, you're actually doing this uh, with your uh, investment relations firm, UCS Advisors, right? You review pitch decks. Yeah, we do. We actually... Um... We well, we charge a, a small fee, uh, $428. We'll actually look at your entire investment material and we'll tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. What what's good, what's bad, what you're missing, and how to improve it. And then we also give an option because some people give their pitches online. We actually offer uh, a program where we'll record you three times with your pitch. So you can actually see yourself present, get some constructive criticism with your pre presentation skills try it again. Because as we tell people, the best place for you to fail is in front of people like us, investors who also do investor relations advisory work, where we can tell you how investors are truly thinking. Because when you present for an investor, you get one chance. So it's called our Pitch Perfect Fundraising Package. It works really well, and it's uh, extremely affordable for people. And you get some real good constructive criticism. Because remember, failure to plan is planning to fail. And if they want to know more information or they want to take you up on your offer, where can they get uh, some more information at? Where can they contact you at? Sure. Uh, they can go right to uh, the Pitch Perfect page, which is ucspitchperfect.com. Or feel free to send me an email, david at ucsadvisor.com. And Josh, you and I both know I post on LinkedIn probably four or five days a week. We have a lot of people reach out to us on LinkedIn. However, though, food for thought for everyone raising money, do not send your investor deck via LinkedIn direct messenger without even saying a hello first or, <laughs> Hey, how are you? You will be amazed when people say, Oh, Hey, I saw you post this video. Here's my deck. Let me know my feet. Let me know your feedback. Here's my calendar invites. It's mm -hmm. like, Whoa, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, we're going to put your contact information, LinkedIn in the show notes, in the description. So check out Dr. David. But I think with that, we got to roll this one up. So again, I want to thank Dr. David, UCS Advisors. Thanks again for being on the Talking Hedge. Uh, thanks for having me, Josh. Remember, uh, UCSPitchPerfect.com to get more information on how we can help you with your pitch deck.
Perfect. All right. Well, I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.